Hey guys, and welcome back. This is Brainstorm, a podcast where we tell you to trash your erasers. We are here to lead you through the wilderness of art making, and this is a podcast hosted by two pencil-wielding goons, me, Garrett Lai, <laughs> and Carolina Casal. Caro, hey guys! Do you care to introduce yourself, you absolutely, f- Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> I'm walking away right now. Okay, it's just I have me. physically walked away from my computer. It is. It's just me. I'm alone. I refuse. I absolutely refuse. Kato's gone. I'm gone. That's it. Bye, okay. guys. See you later. Well, I guess I'll introduce myself then. Um, <laughs> I am an artist. I'm a bicon, a bisexual icon, and I am smothered by art and well. other things. I've, yeah. I've decided. I've decided to come back. I think I'm gonna. Oh. I'm gonna introduce myself. Oh, yeah, you're so. back. Yeah, I'm back. Oh, I couldn't live without you, Garrett. Oh, that's sweet. Well, I was doing <laughs> just fine. Oh, <laughs> I'm just okay. kidding. Okay, okay, I'll leave then. I'll JK, go. JK, come back. It was making me very sad to have to do this alone. <laughs> well, I'm Gottel. I'm a monster enthusiast, an illustrator. And I buy plants to avoid my feelings. <laughs> yes, I think that is universal. <laughs> I also do. So uh, do you want to introduce the subject of today's episode? Yes, today we are talking about procrastination. And I think we're going to talk about why we procrastinate or something, but we didn't really write a description because we procrastinated on it. Yeah, we were kind of like, ah, we'll do it eventually. (laughs) You know, just didn't get done like some other things. So today we're going to give ourselves intensive exposure therapy and (laughs) dunk our heads in water and just like fucking stop procrastinating. We're going to learn how. And We're going to be dragged back into the asylums of Victorian England. Yes. And just given lobotomies to fucking cure the shit. Because <laughs> I don't know what works at this point. I think that's the only thing. <laughs> I think that's the only thing that works. Anyone who doesn't procrastinate has probably been through that. If you keep procrastinating, you'll get a lobotomy. Yes. Yeah, so, let that be motivation. So do it. Yeah. Or just let Shia LaBeouf be your motivation. <laughs> all right yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go deep into this one because you know i just this is another subject near and dear to my heart and by that by that i mean i fucking hate it Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna dive deep in myself and i hope that you know i've done a lot of thinking about it and i hope that something will stand out to you guys and help you out so do you want to get started with some knowledge dropping or would you like to talk about um my potty training (laughs) okay well i'm kind of intrigued by the potty training because i feel like sometimes i need help with that today yes today in particular (laughs) yeah so i was potty trained with m&ms because my mom she was just using a reward system so it's led me to question a lot of what motivates me these days because i feel like that was a very god what do you call it primal like formative formative yeah um reward system for me so i don't really look to chocolate but i definitely look to food as a reward for sure 
We call him the pretzel man for a reason. I do love pretzels. There's <laughs> science behind my love for pretzels. <laughs> I just remember every time I would pull like a horrible all-nighter with you or like every time we worked together, there would just be always a bag of pretzels there and you'd be a munching. It just yeah. re- it reduces anxiety, the crunch. Yeah, the crunch, the salt, I'm sure. Like, oh, yeah. Ugh. I live on it. <laughs> You're like an antelope, like in the African, like <laughs> safari. You're just like, I crave the salt. I need I the salt lick. Honestly, and if I'm ever just proven gluten free, I'm fucked. Oh shit! But yeah, we're just not gonna even look for that. Yeah, just live in ignorance and that's deal with the shits. Yeah, that's that's how to live, everyone. I mean, yeah, deal with the ignorance and deal with the shits. And I'll put like a trail of M&Ms to the toilet so you know where to go. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, there's nothing I, I needed more. If you could just put a trail of M&Ms to my art, that would actually be great. Yeah. Rewarding yourself is like a pretty legit way of getting yourself to work. Oh, yeah. But uh, okay. yeah, I just, I kind of wanted to to get down into like, because, okay, I'm a chronic procrastinator. I have read so many articles about people saying like, oh, well, just make a checklist or like use the Pomodoro method, which is like you work in like spurts of about like 20 to 30 minutes with breaks in between and then one big break and then go right back to it. Just try that. very unproductive to me. E- yeah, try that. Didn't fucking work. Yeah, like, <laughs> it just... <laughs> especially for artists who like are known for the flow state i just feel like not yeah did not it did nothing for me so pomodoro is out you know i've heard of rewarding yourself and what i do is i just like pre-reward myself before i start so that doesn't really work for me either Uh, so i'm gonna have some m&ms now exactly exactly (laughs) i'm like well maybe some m&ms will like I don't know, like, make me want to work. <laughs> you know, I've tried scheduling. Like, oh. I am the queen of writing down schedules and not following them. Oh, man, like, that's rough. I get out there with my highlighters, with my colored pens. Like, I'm fucking ready. Yeah, I am kind of Tiffany today for in me. sixth grade oh. filling out her planner. Jesus and then I Christ. Don't, I don't follow any of it. Anyone who used their planner in sixth grade, I just could not relate to. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, on a fundamental level. I was more of the kid that would just, like, crumple and, like, shove all of their papers into, like, one folder. Yeah, I would draw in my agenda just straight up. Me too. It was just not used ever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it's like you can buy however many agendas or calendars or, like, sparkly jelly pens as you want, but it doesn't matter. Like, we keep procrastinating. So I was kind of wondering, like, what on earth? Okay, what is making us procrastinate? And I wanted to kind of talk about how, like, how to not keep someone from procrastinating, which is shaming them. Ooh, yeah. There's a lot of shame surrounding procrastination. And in fact, in a lot of the self-help articles that I read, it was always like, oh, get off your ass and, like, you just got to do it. And And they were kind of putting a Band-Aid over the whole thing. They weren't addressing, like, the emotional or psychological component behind procrastination. They were just kind of shaming. easy to do. Like, that's the first thing you think to do. Like, if you're going to write in the article, why don't you think a little bit harder about the subject? (laughs) 
Why don't you stop shaming your readers? Yeah. Or yeah, they try to they try to use tough love or it doesn't work because there's a lot of shame surrounding procrastination already. And you don't mm-hmm. need someone to guilt you on top of that. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of positive reinforcement. I believe firmly that negative reinforcement just doesn't fucking work ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be seriously detrimental, in fact, especially if you're trying to teach somebody something new and you keep tearing them down and like making them fear consequences rather than telling them what their strengths are. You're just creating a very nervous person. Yeah, <laughs> like you're like, not doing them any the, favors. I have a, an example recently where it's like, I am just a person who's chronically late. And I think this definitely relates to procrastination. And it is kind of a complicated thing that I didn't really think was that complicated. But I think what it came down to, there are a lot of people who talk about different reasons that they are chronically late. Like RuPaul, for example, was just like, oh, <laughs> I was late because I was addicted to the adrenaline of racing the clock and like to a certain degree i can also agree with that but at the same time i don't think that was the same reason for me i think it was more so like imposter syndrome or something like this subconscious like oh i don't deserve this so i or like uh what do you call that like self-fulfilling prophecy or uh it's it's like stuff like that where it's like oh i don't know if i deserve this self-sabotage So I'm just going to make it bad for myself. And also I had some weird belief that if I started the day off bad, then it could only get better. (laughs) But once I kind of like broke that down and kind of realized that, you know, every single time it would happen in our weekly meeting at work, it, it, my lateness would be addressed and it would always be addressed in a bad way. And it would always be addressed with the word late. And so I wanted to try to take things into my own hands because the most serious consequence had been proposed to me of having it count towards my flex time. And if you don't know, flex time specifically at my job just means that if you work overtime, you get flex time so that the next week or weeks after you can take that and convert it into a day off or some hours off or, you know, whatever you like. that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty nice. So my lateness was going to start counting towards my flex time. So like the ultimate negative reinforcement. And that kind of did cause me to get my shit together, but in a way where I was like, I'm going to take control of this situation because you guys know from last time I have some issues with control. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Since y'all are just like my fucking therapists at this point. Right? It's Uh, much cheaper than therapy to just like spill all of your problems on the internet. It really is. Trust me. But Yeah. yeah, so I, I was like i'm gonna take control and i sent an email out that got really miscommunicated but essentially what i was trying to say is that i'm gonna try to stop using the word late when describing myself and when i am talking to myself i'm only gonna use the word early because the subconscious brain does not process negatives so if i say oh i don't want to be late i don't want to be late i don't want to be late my brain just hears late 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 and then i end up making myself late so I decided not to do that. And instead I was like, oh, I'm going to be early. I'm the type of person that is early. I enjoy being early. Being early lets me relax. When I'm early, no one's upset with me. And I do deserve this job. And I am this person. And it literally fixed itself within a week. I've been late 
probably once by two minutes in the last two weeks after switching to that mode of thinking. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to have to try that because I am also chronically late with everything. But yeah, I mean, it's absolutely like we procrastinate for a lot of reasons. And even though though it's bad for us, I mean, I think in a fucked up way, it's almost like a coping mechanism, like something that we do to protect ourselves in the sense of like you were talking about self-fulfilling prophecy. If you feel that you don't deserve a job and you keep being late and you keep doing things and you keep procrastinating, keep leaving things till the last minute, and then eventually you get fired or told off or, you know, there's a strike against you or something, then you can say like, oh, well, it wasn't for me all along. And like your negative thoughts feel justified. Yeah. And then there's also something, at least for me, when you're extremely perfectionistic, you procrastinate because you're afraid of starting. Because you're afraid that the end result won't be good. Mm -hmm. So what people do is when they're perfectionists like me, (laughs) they procrastinate till the absolute last second. Yeah. So that they know that they don't have enough time to do things up to their standard. So that if they fail, you could always rely on like, well, you know, I didn't have enough time to do what I wanted. Um, So it's not really a reflection on me. So it's a protection of the ego. Yeah, that's interesting. And something we talked about, yeah, last week in terms of perfectionism, I feel like they definitely relate a lot to each other. Definitely. Another reason it kind of tying back into perfectionism as well is maybe your standards are just too fucking high. Last episode, we talked about obliterating standards and obliterating expectations entirely, which I'll get into a little bit later. But sometimes we set these like absolutely sky high expectations for ourselves. So it makes us completely terrified to start anything when you're afraid like, oh my god, I'm gonna fail so hard if I don't, you know, we put a lot of excessive pressure on ourselves. Another big, I feel like overlooked reason. And that was one of the things that really stuck out to me, like when I was reading all these articles is that nobody talked about the person and what they were going through, and why they were procrastinating. Yeah. A lot of the time we procrastinate because we're not feeling well. Yeah. We're not taking care of ourselves. We're not drinking enough water. We're not sleeping enough. We haven't eaten. Maybe we're depressed. Yeah. We can't function at 100% if we're, like, running off, I don't know, an espresso pizza and a shot of whiskey, which oh I've done God. before. It's not good. The time. It's not good it's not good (laughs) i don't recommend it i don't recommend it that was like my freshman year of college that was my diet with coffee whiskey and pizza oh my god (laughs) um so here's where the the psychology bit comes in so i wanted to introduce the concept of maslow's hierarchy of needs which is a psych theory proposed by abraham maslow in 1943 about human behavior so the idea is that so it's a pyramid right the very bottom is physiological needs like food, water, warmth, rest. On top of that is safety needs. On top of that is belongingness and love needs. On top of that is esteem. And at the very top is self-actualization, which means achieving one's full potential, including creative activities. That's at the very top. You need at everything the, the underneath very first. Top. Yes, you cannot build a pyramid if you don't have the base, right? You cannot make art if you're not sleeping, if you're not eating right, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you don't feel secure and safe, and if you don't deal. (laughs) 
if you're alone. Yeah, if you um, don't think of yourself as being anything. Like, yeah, yeah I've, I talked about this with one of my friends, too, who was having trouble. I think she's, like, trying to figure out how to move out of her parents' house. And I sent this to her. Like, Oh, this, really? Yeah, this exact same image. So it's cool. And I think I had a good head on my shoulders then about truly what I could expect from myself because I had just moved out here and I had absolutely nothing but she is this very driven person and she's always like doing conventions and things like that and creating new work and she was kind of curious as to why I was slowing down and I literally sent her this (laughs) and I was like well like I've been sleeping on an air mattress for the past two months and like I really don't have anything and like you really just have to work your way up from that point and have faith that once you have things will happen for you and of course once I got into a more stable environment I could actually work on things that fed my spirit a little bit better but if it weren't for these four things, it would be really hard to self-actualize. Yeah. So I think a lot of people end up like, especially in art school, I found like a lot of people would like beat themselves up because they weren't being productive enough or like weren't doing enough or whatever. And it's like, if you examine their lives, you'll see, well, okay, you haven't slept. Like you're not drinking enough water. You're just running off espresso. You're probably in shitty student housing Like maybe your friends are graduated or you can't be in contact with them because they're so busy. You're feeling low self-esteem because people have criticized your work. Of course you can't fucking create anything. Yeah. Or at least you can't do it effectively, right? So I think what a lot of these like, oh, pull yourself up by the bootstraps kind of articles and like tough love things miss is the individual. Yeah. And the individual's needs. Another reason people procrastinate is maybe they're physically or psychologically suffering Mm -hmm. if you have depression or chronic illness or chronic pain like that makes it extremely hard to be quote-unquote productive or create because you're just your mind is somewhere else completely yeah and in those times you need to have compassion for yourself and understand that it's not a failing of yours that you're maybe not able to create or at least create to like the extent that you want at the time. It's just that you're going through something right now. You're going through something that's preventing you from achieving these things. And it's, again, it's not a reflection on you and you don't have to double punish yourself. Mm -hmm. We talked about that a little bit last episode. So basically double punishing is like you feel bad about something and then you feel bad about feeling bad about something. So you're already feeling bad because you're depressed And then you're feeling bad that you're feeling depressed because it means that you can't work on X, Y, Z and you're blaming yourself for being depressed. So it's like triple blame. Yeah, I would say that's also pretty related to negative reinforcement. It's just negative reinforcement Mm -hmm. that you're providing yourself. And yeah, once again, that doesn't that doesn't really work too well. Yeah, it's like we feel anxiety about procrastination. And then we feel bad that we're procrastinating. And then somebody else makes us feel bad that we're procrastinating. And you're just saddled with all of these negative emotions. Of course, you're not going to make anything because you feel like shit. Yeah. Another reason that people procrastinate that I think is overlooked is because in some twisted, fucked up way, sometimes procrastination is a form of self-care. 
when you're feeling really overworked or you feel like you don't have enough you time and you feel this resentment towards this kind of like overworked over productivity based culture uh. you procrastinate to have free time for yourself i have never been able to articulate that yes god yes, yes. So sometimes procrastination comes from a good place that we can't identify. I, I strongly believe that like all of the maladaptive behaviors that we have and all the shitty things that we do to ourselves and all the shitty disorders and all the whatever, like I think they come ultimately from a place of self-preservation, except mm -hmm. it's just been so twisted and fucked up and yeah. insane that you, it does, it's not readily like visible. So I think procrastination is one of those things. God, I would totally do that. Like anytime before class or I mean, even before work, it's really like if you don't get that you time truly in, then yeah, time before you actually start doing things becomes that time. Like that's kind of what happened to me today. Like I woke up late. I scheduled an appointment that was too early for my oversleeping schedule. So oh, I was no. just kind <laughs> of like all throughout the day, I was just like, fuck it I don't care if I'm late like I just need to take a shower like fuck it I don't care if I'm late I just need to like do this to make myself feel good and I feel like it is those feeling good types of practices or me time slash you time that just gets in the way of being on time or starting something because it does feel a lot better to like have you time sometimes than it does to start something hard you yeah. know and something that it took me a long time to realize is that you time isn't a luxury. It's mm. a necessity. You need it. It doesn't make you lazy. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're not working hard enough. You need to take care of yourself and you need personal time. It is so fulfilling. It's so fulfilling. If you give yourself that personal time and if you give yourself that self-compassion, you will be so much more productive because mm. you're not rebelling against anything you're not rebelling against yourself you're not rebelling against your work or your contracts or whatever because you know you've already taken care of yourself and that yes. was something that i did not do in, in um, art school i would just push myself and push myself and push myself and i felt bad taking a break or Man, even when i was rough. on my break i would be like oh i should be like sketching or i should be doing this or I should be doing that and it ended up making me less productive in the long run because I grew resentful towards every single assignment that I had because I thought I had to be working 24-7. I, so really I would procrastinate. didn't know that about you, yeah. like, psychologically. Uh, yeah. If I had known that that's how you were thinking, I probably could have, like, stepped in and slowed you down because I feel like I have adopted that thinking pattern post-college because I didn't have any sort of system to keep me on track. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if I would have known, because I was just so fucking chill during college. And if I didn't get anything <laughs> done, it's just because I was like living my long haired life where I was just like, eh, oh, like, no, whatever. I was I was such so high strung. But, you know, it ended up I ended up shooting myself in the foot because I spent so much time feeling like I had to be productive that one, I couldn't enjoy my free time. Yeah. And two, I just created this like resentment within myself. So I wanted to procrastinate on everything because I felt like it was kind of like giving the middle finger to like the establishment or whatever. Yeah. Oh my God. See, I never knew why. Like I never knew why yeah. in school that that's like, that's what it was for you the whole time. 
I always yeah. did think it was just kind of like depression or something like that. And I always tried to be really compassionate about it, but I feel like that's something maybe that I couldn't understand back then. I think it maybe sometimes it's easier to be like compassionate about stuff that you don't like fully understand because yeah. like, yeah, sometimes when you're in the same spot as somebody and maybe you are performing better than they are, then it's really easy to do what all the people who write those articles say and just be like, just pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Like, <laughs> but it's, that is so, it's just such simple minded these people who are writing articles, I just don't understand why they don't take the the extra step. It's like, yeah, they got the article done and they didn't procrastinate, but yeah. uh, maybe if they had taken a little more time to think it through, <laughs> maybe they'd have more well, me time. Yeah, right? I feel like a lot of people don't think about these things. They just feel like, oh, I'm not producing enough, so I must be a bad person, or it's some fault of mine. Like, they always paint it as a negative fault of their own instead of, like, looking to themselves with self-compassion and being like, okay, well, why am I procrastinating? Have I showered today? Have I drank water today? Have I gotten more than five hours of sleep in six days? Like, you're not asking yourself those questions. You're just pushing yourself forward and making yourself feel worse for not being able to like meet your own standards or meet the standards that other people have set for you yeah very true like our culture is obsessed with productivity and obsessed with like being busy and obsessed with feeling like we're accomplishing something that we've completely just kind of crushed the individual and thrown them away and like just completely shat and pissed on the concept of like self-care <laughs> totally yeah I actually I have an interesting note about that because I read a lot and I don't ever I don't know I just kind of like lock it away like I don't ever really mm. talk about like what I read but I've been reading this book by a co-founder of Ghibli and it's called combining work with pleasure I think is what it's called and it's super it's been super helpful because in it even just the most recent thing I read is that Totoro has been the biggest success of Ghibli but it was also the movie that the studio cared the least about um, (laughs) making money like the studio yeah the studio was just like it was a double feature with Grave of the Fireflies, which, like, fuck, what a double feature, right? That'll oh give you my whiplash. fucking god, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my god! Yeah, they're just like, here's Totoro, and here's Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> <laughs> That's like being like. In a Holocaust documentary. Yeah, like, that's exactly. Yeah. Hell? And God. it actually didn't even do that well in the box office. Um, but because it was such a, a double feature, Miyazaki was like, oh, it's a double feature, so ours isn't that good. At least they have Grey with the Fireflies, and like, you know, so who knows? So let's not worry too much about it. Like, I just kind of want to focus on making the the best thing we can. And in focusing on quality, what you end up getting in return is just the return on that investment of making sure it's the best thing that you can make it. And it's gone on since its release to be the most profitable movie. Wow. It was not the most profitable release, but its legacy has been the most profitable. That's so interesting. And it's crazy because Totoro is like the Mickey Mouse. Oh, like, yeah. It's synonymous with Studio Ghibli. Yeah. And like when people think of Studio Ghibli, like... Oh, Totoro. Like, that's their flagship. Yeah. 
Totally. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that's what the movie, they just were like, meh. <laughs> and they're like, mm, oh, whatever. Like, I mean, cares? I've experienced that in my own art, too. Like, the, the stuff that I, like, don't put any pressure on myself to create and just kind of shit out, like... That's the stuff that, like, gets people's attention. And then I get mad because I'm like, well, I didn't put any effort into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people kind of like what they like. Yeah. You You can't control what they like and what they don't like. Totally. Yeah, that's so true. But, yeah, so self compassion is kind of the cornerstone of combating procrastination and other maladaptive behaviors. There's a quote I love, um, and I talked about, this book a little bit in the last episode when things fall apart by Pema Chondron and the quote says when you have made good friends with yourself your situation will be more friendly too mm. oh I love, I love that. that I love it so much but oh. it's true the next time you find yourself procrastinating instead of beating yourself up and being like well I'm not being productive or like oh I was supposed to get this this and this done today or like my checklist isn't complete just take a deep breath Make yourself like a nice cup of tea or a nice cup of coffee and just ask yourself, okay, like what's preventing me from starting? And don't judge whatever comes up. And if you don't know, that's okay too. Just be compassionate towards yourself and be forgiving towards yourself. The most important thing is to be forgiving. Forgive yourself for procrastinating. It's okay. It's a human thing we all do it and there's a reason why you're doing it and it's usually because something else in your life has not been satisfied or you're scared of something so don't come at it from a place of negativity and like fear come from it from a place of curiosity and a desire to help yeah to love yourself and if you do go down that road mel robbins your life and just five four three two one (laughs) And just correct yourself <laughs> with the five second rule and just be like, no, I just need to slow down and be curious about this. I am grateful that I can create. Yes, I am <laughs> grateful that I can create. And with regards to procrastination, I know a lot of people panic because, oh my gosh, I have something due in like two minutes and I haven't even started it yet. And I have a 10 page like paper and it's due in like an hour and blah. Panic doesn't help, right? No. It's an emotion that we have to feel sometimes, but you don't have to engage the panic. You don't have to engage these, like, hysterical doomsday thoughts. Yeah, like, coronavirus is very relevant to that. (laughs) Everyone flipping out when it's like, in reality, you'll get sick or not get sick, whether or not you panic. Right, exactly. It's like, panic is just fucking shit syrup on the shit sunday like you don't you don't have to engage the panic you don't have to engage the fear so i came up with another thought experiment right so in this one pretend that you're driving you're on a road trip you've got some delicious ass snacks got some takis Mm. my man over here loves takis oh my god i love them but they destroy me (laughs) they absolutely undo me Oh, that's my relationship with spicy Cheetos. That's like, oh, so good, but so my stomach. I know. Right. So you've got your spicy, delicious, ass-destroying snacks. Mm. Okay, you're jamming. We love. Now pretend that your thoughts are a billboard. If you stare at it and you don't pay attention to the road, you're going to crash. Oh. You can passingly acknowledge it 
but that's just it just in passing you read it you might be like what the fuck does that even mean but then you're back to focusing on the road okay is your smack your billboard (laughs) i'm i got confused i'm stuck on the snack see this is the potty training court Yes, the snacks are the billboard. Okay, no, okay. the 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 thoughts are the billboard. Okay, so my thought about the snack. Yes, your okay. thought about the snack is okay. up there in bright red letters saying, "Eat me," Got and then it. you'll shit yourself for a week. Okay, temptation, yes. evil, temptation. evil devil temptation. Yeah. Um, it's like one of those wild ass signs in like the middle of the American South that's just like Jesus is real. Oh my Hell God, is real. No, that's not even in the South. That's in Ohio. That's oh literally in Ohio. Oh Jesus, in the Midwest, Hell is real. Never forget. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So imagine you're on a road trip and you're seeing those kinds of signs. And if you just stare at the sign and you don't pay attention to the road in front of you, you're going to crash and die. But, you know, if you kind of, you can look at the sign and be like, what the fuck? And then just go back to looking at the road. You don't have to stare at the sign the whole time. That's that's the same thing with your thoughts. So whenever you do find yourself feeling panicked, just being like, oh my god, like, I'm going to fail and drop out of college if I don't get this essay or this piece done and like... An hour, just say to yourself, it's just a thought. It's not reality. It's just a thought. It's not reality. Mm-hmm. And then bring yourself back and keep doing that until the panic lessens. Yes. Yeah. Cure my anxiety, Caro. <laughs> and another thing to remember is you can't control other people right so i think with procrastination sometimes we're like afraid of disappointing a boss or our friends or family or whatever the case may be but you can't control how people react to your work yeah that's that's one that's been haunting me yeah right it's tough Mm -hmm. it's really hard to get past that so the only thing you can do is control your reaction So you can choose to engage the panic and the fear and the anger and the self-loathing. Or you can just kind of acknowledge that you're having thoughts that are panicked or self-loathing or afraid. And then just bring yourself back to the present reality. Keep doing that until you can finally kind of disengage from the immediacy of the emotion and the immediacy of the thoughts. And remember to recharge remember to come at this from a place of compassion no matter what so kind of go through a checklist of like have i slept well have i eaten recently or today have i drank water recently have i gone outside and taken a walk or like bench press something bro or like done some form of exercise have i done something that's like important to me so go through that checklist of questions and if you're finding that you haven't done those things go and do them and then return back to whatever you're doing so don't like be like oh I'm, well, I'm gonna finish what I'm doing now and then take a shower or then like eat food or then do whatever like no stop whatever the fuck you're doing if you can if you're in a situation where you can go take care of yourself and then come back Yeah, like, because if you you're priority take a number mean one shit, 
That is not yeah. a reward. Like taking, <laughs> like you need to take that shit now so that you can finish what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. Just treat everything like an explosive talky shit. Yeah. Like that is the urgency of which you need to take care of yourself. Yes. Amen. Amen. And then as far as like, you know, kind of getting out of the abstract and the self-help, right? I did come up with some tips and tricks and stuff that I've just like accumulated from like reading and like concepts that have really stuck with me and have been really interesting. So the first and my favorite is called the unschedule. It's a concept by Neil Fior, who's the author of The Now Habit, which is a one of my favorite books, actually. And it's a really great book about combating procrastination. But the unschedule is basically the concept that instead of penciling in like work or school or whatever, our commitments first into our journal, we start with the fun shit. So you start with planning your meals, like right off the bat. That's that's the first step. You plan breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then you plan your fun activities. And then you put in your work or your school. Yeah. So the idea good. Yeah. So the idea is that you make work fit around the things that give you joy, not the other way around. Yeah, something that helped me during my like eating disorder stint was having a planner and planning when my meals were happening so that like I didn't miss them planning when I was sleeping like if you are suffering from like depression or anxiety or some kind of eating disorder honestly it would help with depression and anxiety as well because I know it did for me planning your humanness there is like nothing more helpful there was nothing more helpful for me than that and yes, it was, I was very anxious during that time. And some might even be like, oh, like you're planning your meals. Like that's so anal of you. But like, it will just become habit and it will become something you don't even have to plan because it'll yeah. be so ingrained in you after a while. And at that point, I think depending on how severe things are for you, you can stop and just kind of like go on with your life and that is worked into you and ingrained into you enough like for me it's funny this concept of continuing to like challenge yourself but you do feel a little stunted every time that you adopt a habit that you so desperately wanted to adopt because that thing has become a part of you now where it wasn't when you started so like when I did start working out and it was three days a week and it was something that I was like really anal about and I was like no I have to do it today and if I don't do it today I need to do it tomorrow so that it's three times a week eventually I found a schedule that worked for me with it and now I do it like I eat breakfast and get up in the morning like I do it like I breathe and it's just not something that I feel a need to schedule anymore because it's so easy and I know what like I literally know exactly what I'm gonna do when I go there so now that it has become so much a part of me, I'm just like, okay, what do I get anal about next? You know, it's like, <laughs> you just, you just like kind of keep adding habits you want to incorporate into your life. And once you get one down, you can start trying to add a new one just to keep things going because the feeling of stagnation is also no bueno when you're just kind of like, oh, I'm just doing the same thing I did last week. Like, 
no, like you're kind of kicking ass and like you got yourself yeah. there again and you're doing it again and you're keeping up with it. So it's really good to continue your habits. But if you do find that like pang of stagnation, then maybe start to try out a new habit or a new kind of like uphill battle to continue challenging yourself. Yeah. I really like that concept of planning for your humanness. Oh, yeah. That's, that's really cute. I really like that. <laughs> um, But yeah, so absolutely, like, make yourself priority number one, okay? Make yourself and your enjoyment of life priority number one, and then everything else can come afterward. And I think we're brainwashed into thinking this is selfish somehow or like unproductive or lazy but really it's just ensuring that we have a good quality of life and we're enjoying life so that we can be functioning at our best you know yeah and that means showing up for your family showing up for your job showing up for your creative endeavors like if you're not at 100 percent, you can't give 100 percent, right totally and then another thing like I really like that you mentioned like, oh, always like trying to build new habits and try new things. If you find yourself stuck, and this is more for the creative side of things, like, for mm -hmm. example, I paint, right? And for a while, I just went through this dry spell where I was like, I can't fucking paint. Like, I just don't want to. Like, I don't want to do any kind of 2D art right now. Like, fuck this. 2D. So instead, yeah, this 2D art. Um, <laughs> So instead, I tried wood carving. I tried just sculpting with Super Sculpty. I did some wood burning. And I found that in doing these other mediums, I was having a lot of fun and trying out new things. But then they weren't my mediums of choice, right? So I was kind of like, well, you know, I kind of miss painting. Yeah. I kind of miss 2D art. So like, absence does make the heart grow fonder you know what i mean so if you find yourself stuck like me if you're a 2d artist and you're just fucking over it and you don't want to do it anymore like try other creative things it could be knitting it could be i don't know planting gardens landscaping interior design try new things so that you keep that creative ball rolling but you take a break from your norm Yes, yeah. Amy Lee from Evanescence gonna drop <laughs> gonna drop this knowledge. She her paintings, she paints as well and her paintings are just like these cute like there's it they could not be cuter. And it's like oh totally something you don't expect. It's like cute sheep or like a cute flying banana or like some random fuck? ass like cute clouds or like but she's just kind of like she gets to that point where she's like I don't really want to do what I'm supposed to be doing right now, which is like being emotive and being dark and being sad. And she was like, so I'm just going to go paint like some sheep or something like, <laughs> and it like helps to get back into that same headspace. And I have found the same to be true for myself too. When I just don't want to draw, like, I made some little pouches bags mm. with my art on them and I enjoy video editing and stuff and so we made this kind of like behind the scenes video and so my focus for the past month has been that instead of doing drawing and it has made me a lot more excited about coming back to drawing especially now that it's done you just like put a new thing to hang over you like just above your head and then you're just like oh now that thing's the worst and you want to go back to what you like <laughs> it's like tricking yourself you know yeah it's like low-key tricking yourself or just like 
when you have all these different experiences and when you branch out, you feel like, okay, well, I'm not stagnant anymore. And then you also feel like, wow, there's a reason why I was doing this in the first place. And I miss it. Yeah. Totally. So it's important to like, if you feel yourself getting bored with one medium or one creative form of expression, try other ones. And they don't always have to be visual. They can be, you could try drama or writing or music. But so keep that creative spark, but just apply it to other things until you feel rejuvenated enough to come back to what you originally wanted to do. Yeah. And speaking of rejuvenation, so we're going to talk about this more in another episode, but the subject of inspiration. Inspiration is very fleeting and it comes and goes. So I find it really important to have some kind of inspiration folder, whether it's on your computer or in person, whatever the case may be, and just fill it with motivational videos, fill it with things that inspire you, maybe some quotes, pictures of happy times, your favorite pieces, your friend's favorite pieces, whatever, whatever the fuck inspires you. Just put it in there. Do it. Do it. Just put it in there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And if you like being crafty, you can make a vision board as well. But make sure that it's not something that stresses you out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't make a vision board that's like oh, like circling dates and <laughs> looks like you're trying to hunt down a serial killer <laughs> and like full of a schedule. To, like, no, just have a nice, inspiring vision board that gives you peace when you look at it. It's quiet. It's yes. Oh, it's oh so quiet. Oh so quiet. ASMR. <laughs> Another thing is to gamify your life. If you like video games, like me, then you might be interested in an app called Habitica, which is like, I love Habitica. Oh my God. I mean, I like fell off the planet of doing it, but when I was really depressed, it really, really helped me. So basically Habitica is an app free. So you have a little avatar. You can dress it up and you can get like little mounts and pets and whatever. And you earn these mounts and pets and clothes and gold and whatever the case may be by checking things off your to-do list. You can join guilds. You can fight bosses. It's really great. And so basically um, you earn like experience points and you can level up and get new spells and as long as you're productive. So this does, you know, require some accountability because you have to like truthfully check off whether you did or did not do something and you can have daily tasks or you can have like recurring tasks so it's really lovely i really like it whenever i feel myself being in a funk or forgetting stuff or like just feeling like i'm not really i'm just not with it like i'll reinstall it on my phone and it inspires me to like oh okay get up do my laundry get up because i need to earn points like you know what i mean it's kind of like it's it's kind of the same concept as fitbit i guess yeah or i mean just any video game that people use to escape their lives but making them that helps you to progress in your life that's related to your life i think is really cool and by the way, we're not spo- like we're not sponsored. Oh my god, yeah, no, but we're not we would, sponsoring this. We're but just... we would we would love to be Habitica <laughs> if you want to sponsor us. Just yeah, hit us up. Um, yeah, I use apps called like Google Keep. Like that one has been helpful because it's kind of like digital sticky notes, and you can like pin some to the top and put labels on them so they relate to each other. You can color code them, but it's definitely more like Tiffany from sixth grades app. <laughs> 
than like Xander from sixth grade. Xander! Who is like Habitica. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's like, it's more boring. I've also actually been using a Google Calendar recently, which oh. I've actually been sticking to these things. And I think it's also because I use it at work. So it helps me to like get familiar with the system. But it's like, those are super boring ways to just like keep track of your shit as well. Yeah. I mean, like whatever works for you. And in the same vein as like gamifying stuff, if you want to do it yourself, there's a great book called Level Up Your Life by Steve Cam. And it's basically like a do-it-yourself Habitica kind of. Mm -hmm. So it's like the same concept of like you gain XP by doing, you know, whatever. And you can build yourself up as a character. So like let's say you want to be a mage, quote unquote, and you want to raise like your intelligence. So you make the goal to like read books and every time you read a book, you get one point towards your intelligence, right? And then let's say every 20 points, you get a level up in that. And then every level up, you get a treat for yourself. So the idea is that you're basically, you're basically creating your own system of awards, but you're making it into like a gamified like fantasy life. So it's a little bit more labor intensive, I think, but it's really cool and like customizable. And he does a great job about like talking about motivation and how to make life fun again, <laughs> yes. basically. How to look at things like playfully. Great. And then, yeah, another thing that I was thinking of is not only start with an intention. So last episode, we talked about starting with the intention or the, saying the mantra, I'm grateful I can create. When we feel like shit about ourselves, I think it's important to have a list of things that we like about ourselves or we like about our art or that kind things that people have said about us or said about our art. And if you can't be kind to yourself or positive about your art, at least be neutral. So whenever you're feeling like like you're procrastinating and you're like unmotivated and you feel like garbage, like pull out this list and just look at it. And maybe it'll help, maybe it won't. Maybe it'll remind you why you do the things you do, maybe it won't. Sometimes, you know, it just depends on the day, right? But it's just good to have. I think the more things, the more tools you can have in a toolbox to battle against procrastination, the better, right? Like, why not try all these things? Yeah. So, and finally, just remind yourself you're not going to feel this way forever. If you're feeling bad, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling really stressed out, it's not going to last for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. it will go away it in the moment it seems like it won't but it will go away yeah and you're not lazy you're not unproductive you are not broken you're not weak-willed you're not a bad worker you are human you are you you're worthy of self-compassion self-care and rejuvenation yes so i have some questions for you sure so a, a couple questions to think about because i used to be this person and I also run into people who kind of like say this or do this but I think it's a little bit natural for human beings to procrastinate because they're just kind of like oh it's on my list it'll get done but it doesn't get done until it's like the most urgent thing because we all take care of like whatever's most urgent in the order of urgency that it is maybe if something has a due date you do that first and you know sometimes things just get set back but what do you think when people are just like, oh, like it actually helps me to procrastinate because um, <laughs> because I work better under pressure or I can get that thing done in an hour. Because like 
that was something especially with english class when i was growing up like i would just like whip it out and just bullshit it and like normally do (laughs) fine i'm sure it would have been better if i spent more time on it but the fact is that i just could not make myself because it was so unfun yeah but i do think there's this concept of like being ready to want to fix or work on something about yourself so what do you think about people who say like procrastination works for me like it just it just is great (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think like it depends on the individual right like every individual has different needs and every individual is procrastinating for different reasons i i feel the same i i used to be in the camp of thinking like oh yeah like i totally work better under pressure but i don't yeah like i really don't i think i work better under pressure but the truth of the matter is that if i had just allotted my time better and gotten a head start on something not only would i have finished it faster probably but Mm. with far less stress oh yeah so yeah, I think it's something to be curious about, right? Yeah. If you can save yourself, like, that stress in the long run, like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. You know? And in, in your case, like, yeah, English essays are boring as shit. I think sometimes, like, when we're faced with boring tasks, we as humans, we want to avoid discomfort at all costs. Yeah. We, we're not good at sitting with discomfort. We're not good with sitting with boredom or anxiety yeah. or anger. We just want to immediately shove it away. So we have this project where, like, I'm bored, and then we go play video games for eight hours. Yes. I do this shit, so, like, I'm not judging anybody. Like, this is, this is, I'm just talking about myself right now. Like, um, we push it back, we push it back, we push it back until we finally cannot take it anymore. And, like, external circumstances force our hands forces to confront our boredom so it's not even necessarily about procrastination i think it's about pain avoidance yeah and like i actually did something in college that was very much related to that where i was like i'm gonna take cold showers i'm crazy (laughs) oh my god i remember that (laughs) yeah that was but that was during my senior project where it was like do or die i need to finish this thing i had to create 15 pages of a comic And in the end, I ended up creating 14, which I was, like, pretty happy with. I was like, yeah, okay, compared to my track record and how much in the face of, like, depression or other factors I could get done, I was pretty happy with just not finishing one page. And so I honestly think if it weren't for that, I wouldn't have finished it. It was definitely radical, and I have never done it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or tried it again because I it did kind of like spiral out of control when I moved home and I thought I had to keep fucking doing that shit. Oh and my I God. really didn't because I didn't have anything to do that was like so pressing. I thought I did. I thought I had to like revamp my portfolio and apply to 100 jobs, but that didn't lead anywhere. I got a lot done, but it ended up being useless. So mm. I do think that productivity, depending on where you put it, can be more advantageous than in other places. So whatever you're trying to force yourself to do, do not place too much importance on that thing. Because sometimes it's just like a farce and it doesn't work out. It's kind of like what happened with Totoro, where like if they did worry about profits, I'm sure it would have been a much worse movie than it had than it was. And it was yeah. a great movie. Um, yeah. So I do think to some degree it happens naturally. But if procrastination is something that you want to work on, make sure that you're ready 
and make sure that you're not harming yourself by yeah. starting to work on it too early. And, you know, sometimes these kind of radical weird things like pain avoidance do work if you start applying it in your life in other ways. Like when I was taking cold showers, I was pretty like fucking Nietzschean, just like, <laughs> just do it like I'm fucking Republican. Done. like that's how i felt i felt like i was capitalist all of a sudden i was just like had a completely different ego um and it's like it's not something somebody who i enjoy being i feel like that that's kind of sunken into me already so i don't need to be trifling with it anymore but but just like yeah try some different things out that work for you and i have one more question Yes. So what do you think about people who procrastinate or putz around? These are both kind of related to putz my around. Yeah, my most <laughs> recent project where it's like I was working on this video and I didn't want to get it done because I was enjoying it too much and I liked working on it too much and I liked it not being done and just being my precious babby. Oh. Um, but once I started talking to people who were also involved in the project, you know, I kind of realized I was letting them down and set a due date for myself with them that they maybe could or could not care less about. I'm sure they were just like, oh, this probably is never going to happen. And, but I was like, no, I'm going to get this done. So I set a date for myself that was reasonable. And I really worked hard on it in order to meet that date or that deadline. Yes, it did make me get it done. But as you said, if I had given myself more time or a later date in the long run, I might have been able to get it done to a higher level. But I don't know if the urgency would have been there. So what are your thoughts about applying urgency to procrastination, maybe setting due dates to keep yourself accountable with other people? That's fine, right? And you have to ask yourself, like, this is a scenario in which, like, you can set your own deadlines. Unfortunately, sometimes we just we can't control, like, what deadlines. Like, our boss will just come over and be like, "Oh, this is due in two hours," and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, you know, yeah. we can't control that. <laughs> but in a perfect ideal world where you do control your own deadlines, I think it's important to be realistic with yourself. Yeah, and also compassionate with yourself, right? Yes. Don't break your neck trying to finish something for someone else if it's not like absolutely necessary to do so. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because honestly, I did not meet the deadline that I set. I think I got it done actually like three days later. But the fact that it was there, the fact that after I passed it, I was then running late. These were things Mm. that motivated me to get it done. I was always of the headspace. God and I both struggle with just like waking up early and anytime we would oversleep, I stopped fucking like blaming myself for oversleeping. And it's also not something I really ever did. I always just would wake up, especially in college at like one or 2 PM and be like, well, time for breakfast. Like I (laughs) I wouldn't even like shit on myself or hate on myself. Like I slept through the whole day because my whole thing is that time is fake and arbitrary which is why it's hard for me to be on time because i don't believe in it Um, it's so fucking fake yeah so So, yeah and i know that you you know would be like oh i'm pissed because i slept till 3 p.m 
Yeah. Do you still get that way? And what helps you get out of it? Because it's not something I ever struggled with in terms of blaming myself. Um, so I still struggle with this for sure. Not as badly as I used to, but I still feel very angry at myself if I perceive that like the day has been wasted, quote unquote. Yeah. But basically what I've been doing is just telling myself like an hour is an hour. Like it doesn't matter Mm. if it's from 1am to 2am or 7am to 8am. Like I can get the same shit done it's the same hour it's just time like it's kind of like i need to think of time like abstractly yes totally instead of like attaching like an emotional thing to it because i think a lot of my being upset by waking up late is coming from things that i've internalized like the idea that people who wake up late are lazy yes or no, bad or unproductive true. it just works or whatever for them. Yeah. yeah it just works for them like and i would never like think that of other people so it's like why am i thinking that for myself like people work night shifts like some people are nocturnal like it does not a reflection on them it doesn't mean they're any less hardworking or worthy as people so why am i like getting mad at myself but i think it was coming from a place of like self-hatred like negative reinforcement like beating myself up Mm -hmm. and then just wanting to wallow and like well i woke up at like 3 p.m so now the day is wasted so now i can't do anything yeah which tied into like my depression and stuff but now if i wake up late or i'm not happy with like how the day is going like scheduling wise if it's not living up to the schedule i had in my head i still try to do one thing from my to-do list Mm-hmm. Or not even necessarily to do list. I try to work on one thing that's important to me every day. Yes. So whether that's like a side project, art, podcast, like being with family or friends, I try to do something important to me once a day. Yes. And that to me makes the entire day worth it. Whether I woke up at 6 a.m. or 3 p.m. doesn't matter. Yeah. Because you could wake up at 6 a.m. and do jack shit until the time you go to sleep. Yeah. Or maybe you, you're you only awake for two hours. But if in those two hours you worked on a passion project and, like, did something important to you and your family and your friends, that's a more productive day, quote unquote, than, like, being awake at 6.30 a.m. and doing and all doing this random stuff. Doing your laundry and doing, like, yeah. and running to the post office and... Yeah, yeah, just doing like gangly shit that like at the end of the day, you're like, oh, glad I got that done. But it's it's yeah. not rewarding internally or to other people yeah. necessarily. It's just yeah. like kind of mindless, dumb tasks that aren't relevant yeah. necessarily to your life. Right, exactly. Like they're not leading up towards like your dream or your goal. They're just like day-to-day maintenance activities or something that you can just like zone out while doing. Like it's yeah. not You can always do those things later kind of, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I always think of this quote, I'm going to butcher it, and I also can't remember where I heard it, but the idea of like, are you going to let five bad minutes ruin your whole fucking day? yeah yeah that's so true and just like not letting things get like ruin your vibe like Mm -hmm. if if someone or something is bringing you down there is always whether it's texting or thinking overthinking there is always a way to mute those things in your phone there's literally a function to like stop that from happening just like or if you do have a thought just like not blaming yourself but 
yeah always ways to just kind of like reset and be like no like today was good vibes and then that happened (laughs) and I could let this bring me down and keep checking and keep thinking about it and keep questioning it but I'm just gonna like let it go and not blame that person or myself and mute it and continue on my good vibes track yeah definitely yeah so just think of like what's a meaningful thing I can do right now Yes. And I promise you there is something. And yeah. And again, not sponsored by Mel Robbins, but I do have (laughs) a book by her called The Five Second Journal. And that has replaced something I used to use called The Panda Planner. And Mm. it's just something where you like wake up and not to like axe The Panda Planner because that's like also a great product. But man, we're just like sponsoring so many fucking things today. You know, even if you find something that isn't this, but does pretty much the same thing, but it has like a bunch of like little tiny sections that's meant to take you. It's called the five second journal because it's meant to take you like two minutes in the morning of just like waking up, writing some shit down, some initial thoughts and feelings, evaluating how you feel going on and being like, what's your most important project to you today? Stating a quick thing about what you're grateful for, quickly planning out your day. And then it gives you like a little challenge, like hang something up in your house that makes you happy or write 10 things that you've accomplished so far this year. And especially when I have a day off, because those days are so much more disorganized, it helps me to get clarity so fast. And yeah, it's just like been very helpful. So in terms of you setting your, I'm going to get this done for myself today. That's kind of like what that does for me. It like brings whatever is most important to me into clarity and like sets that tone the tone the tone (laughs) for the rest of the day yeah like sometimes I don't even like pencil out a schedule like I don't even say like oh from 3 p.m to 6 p.m like da 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 I'm gonna do this because I've learned like that's just not how my brain works oh yeah and that's totally like I I do things when I want to do them. Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) Like they get done eventually, but if I try to allocate like a specific time for them, I just, I never follow it anyway. Yeah. So what I've started doing is just writing like priorities for the day. Mm -hmm. Like priorities are like something meaningful for me for that day. Yeah. And then maybe if I'm, if I have like other things to do in the day, yeah, I'll like pencil it in like, but otherwise I just kind of oh yeah with the flow I don't really stick to a specific time I just have stuff I want to get done in everyone is micromanaged in different ways like to some people telling someone a certain time they have to do something is micromanaging and to some people they might be like uh no I actually need that so like everything is different for different people and I would say I've definitely become looser as well but it's been nice because it has a little section to also just like puke out things that you want to do or your priorities and then once you get them all down on paper and see it all out in front of you you can be like okay what's related to one another or what can I get done all in like one foul swoop like I've started grouping getting haircuts with going to the gym because it's just like boom boom like one it just gets done because I'm already out so yeah it just helps me to be like okay so From an efficiency standpoint, I can like do these three things around the same time and that's my time to do those things. And then I move on to art and then I move on to doing chores or something. So yeah, yeah, it just helps to like kind of clump it, but loose and rando thought. 
Yeah. I think, yeah, that's a really good point. It's like getting yourself into different head spaces takes time, right? So you oh, have yeah. like your chore headspace, you have your creative headspace, you have your like whatever, like day-to-day maintenance like headspace. Yeah. And if you can group similar activities together and take advantage of those particular headspaces, like awesome. Because totally. I know personally, I mean, it's different for everyone, right? But for me personally, like, I can't relax or be creative if I know like, oh, shit, I have a hair appointment in like, an yeah, hour. oh, so me too. Yeah, more efficient to like do a bunch of chores before I go get a haircut, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after turn when I have like a big block of time, then work on my art. Totally. It's not so it's not a constant thing hanging over your head, like setting a time to do it. Obviously, the time is not the important thing, whether it's 2 or 3pm. It is the order that you do the thing. So true. Yeah, that's been helping me a bunch for sure. Just being like, okay, now it's art time. Now it's this time. Because as we were talking about, I think that artists are much more like their brains are more susceptible to flow, which I think probably I'll talk about more in a different episode. But with flow, it's like, my friend Flo, she <laughs> comes to me for an hour at least. And she's like, okay, like you're really feeling what you're doing. And so, yeah, if I get into that space of flow and just like doing something then I'm really doing it. I can't do the like, oh, 20 minutes I do this and then I go and sketch for 20 minutes. Like my brain is just too confused by that. It's It has to be a little bit more linear, but also, you know, days are non-linear and crazy shit happens. Yeah. And another random thought, like another reason why you might be procrastinating, like let's say everything's in order, right? Like you're you're not feeling stressed, like you showered you eaten you drank water you slept everything is fine but you still find yourself procrastinating on something like maybe it's just that the way that your job or schedule or whatever the case may be the way it's set up isn't optimizing how you work yeah for sure I firmly believe that there are different parts of the day in which like our brains are more able to do certain tasks for each individual so I know in the morning I'm not a morning person I just want to do mindless shit yeah I can't think in the morning I can't <laughs> I'm the same like way. so that would be an ideal time for me to like answer emails or like plan out what I need to do for the day but it yeah. would not be a good time for me to start on any concepting or creative work oh because no. I know I just can't like it's just not for me whereas in the afternoon that's when I feel creative yeah same here I have to like be in the flow of the day and this is kind of the way that my life has panned out like when I have free time and I I can set my own schedule like in the morning I just do like random little things like I plan out my day yeah that's like Um, my errand time yeah and then I yeah do errands I garden I cook I do whatever the case may be and then as once I'm finally actually awake and Mm -hmm. the coffee is kicked in and all that stuff then I move into like concepting and creating mm-hmm. and then I'm just like a workhorse from the hours of like 3 p.m to like 11 oh like I need that time for my like workhorse hours where I just I just do that's so like, nice creative. but if you asked me to like come up with something at like 11 at night I'd be like oh no <laughs> Like, I'll render the shit out of something, but I can't conference at that time. Yeah. So it's all about finding, like, your flow, what works for you. Oh, my God. Um, You are, like, I think more ready 
like you could freelance tomorrow like <laughs> like you have a schedule like a, it's so hard for people to figure out what works for them and so hard for people to work from home like yeah. you are ready but yeah, so that's just the way I work. You might be different. Some people are like early birds and like to get out all the hard stuff in the morning. I tried that and it made me miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more like a late morning to early afternoon kind of like problem solving person. Same, for sure. Things that get thrown at me later than those times. I'm just like, Bleh! like, yeah, I'm just like <laughs> yes. Cool. Well, thank you guys for coming on this procrastination journey for us. Yes. Uh, because I think we got a lot figured out. I liked how it was nice and kind of we've gotten the flow. But yeah, I do think it's funny that our procrastination episode is probably our longest one yet. <laughs> I actually like it and I think that today yeah. went really well. If y'all are still here, we love yeah. you. I think, you know, probably the best part about this, I loved learning everything. I will say that, like, I enjoyed the ends, but I also enjoy the back and forth of research. And I'll, I'm going to show up next time with some flow research. Yes, I can't wait. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us for this whole time. Yes. If you're not asleep. <laughs> if you are asleep, wake the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. As always, have a great day. See you in the wilderness next time.